Welcome to your daily dose of encouragement, motivation, and empowerment with Kristen Smith. How many days have you been alive and living an adult life? Just stop and do the math. 365 days times how many years it's been since maybe you were 15 years old. It's a lot of days, tens of thousands of days. So it's interesting how we put so much pressure on ourselves when we want to make a change, we want to create a new habit. We expect the process to be really quick. We expect that we can make big change really, really fast. And then we're really hard on ourselves when we fall down and we don't hit the mark. So by doing a little math, I like to do math in a lot of ways. I'm an accountant by trade. It's part of me um, to, to help solidify logic and to help me get good stats that fuel um, my decisions and make me feel better. So if you think about how many days you've been alive as an adult doing something that you're trying to stop doing, it's crazy to think that all of a sudden you're just going to be successful stopping it forever. Now, it's possible to never, ever go back. It's not like it's not possible, but it's good to remind yourself when you fall down that, you know, I've got 13,000 days of doing this thing and I've got 10 days of not doing this thing. It's going to take me probably a lot more days to really feel like this is who I am, not doing this thing, because I was the other person for so long. We we have personalities and we have habits that just become a part of how we operate. And removing those things, it takes time to completely take them out. And a lot of times, when you have a moment of stress or pressure, you will revert to those old behaviors. I bring this back to food and eating because that's the space I work in. And a lot of you who listen are people who are working on weight loss goals. And so when you think about eating, for me, eating at night is a big comfort for me. That's when I really started choosing food as my number one tool in my toolbox to cope with life. And so when I get extra tired or I get stressed, then the first thing that I want to do is get in my bed with a snack. And it, it, it takes practice to not do it. But I don't really know if it will ever, the urge will ever go away. If that won't just stop occurring to me because it was a part of my system of actions. It was a part of my brain's automatic response to stress was to eat in bed. So if you're trying to break a habit like eating in the car or you know, eating too much and at one sitting or grabbing junk food when you hit the gas station. If you've always grabbed a bag of chips in the gas station, it's going to take a long time for you to stop that behavior from automatically being triggered when you stop at a gas station. I took a few years in my life in a row unintentionally, it just started something fun. But one year I decided to give up something for the whole entire year to see if I could do it. The first thing that I did was I gave up fast food because even though I had lost a lot of wheat, I still, whenever I would see a fast food restaurant, I would think, Ooh, I should just stop and grab something. And so I was in this habit of just stopping and getting a taco or just stopping and getting a little something at McDonald's. And it was completely counterproductive to my lifestyle. And I had a a young child at the time. And so whenever I would stop and get him something, I would get something, even if I wasn't hungry. So I decided to go a whole year and not eat fast food at all. No fast food. No food from any restaurant that had a drive-thru. And it was tough. Like the first week I was tested. I was in a hurry. I had my son with me. We had to be somewhere. He was hungry. And 
usually I would have hit a drive-thru. But instead, I went to a convenience store and I was able to get him some hard-boiled eggs and a fruit cup. And I didn't eat anything because I wasn't tempted. I wasn't used to eating in a convenience store. So moral of the story, I figured out right away a workaround instead of doing the automatic thing. And I was successful in that whole year of not going to fast food. The next year, I gave up chips because that was another thing where I wasn't really hungry or I just liked them so much I would stop and get them at the gas station. Or if I was at a party, I would eat the chips. If I went to a Mexican restaurant, eat the whole bowl of chips before my entree came. And it was a big point where I would blow my diet. I would go off of the rails over chips. So I just said no chips for a year. And what happened is, is by taking it off the table, my brain didn't have it as an option. And now it would never occur to me to get a bag of chips in a a gas station. I I successfully reprogrammed that out after a year of zero episodes. So if you're working on removing a habit, give yourself some grace on how long it might take. And then think about if you can go completely cold turkey for a period of time to get it completely out of the realm of possibility, it can be really powerful to deprogramming your system much faster than if you just have it once in a while. Now, depending on what that is, it may or may not be possible, but do some math. Give yourself a break on expecting it to be perfect overnight and then see if you can find a way to lock it down so much that you force your system to adapt and find a different solution. Give it a try. You never know what you might find. Accountability is super helpful. Again, if you have a friend, I always mention this at the end of almost every single one of these podcasts. I want you to engage with somebody in your life, in bettering yourself, in empowering yourself, in motivating yourself. And in this instance as well, do you have a friend that you want to do a commitment with to remove a habit together or to make a pact that neither one of you are going to do or eat something or participate in something all year? Think about that. It can be really fun, a fun challenge. And it'd be a way for you to get some accountability. But number one, go have a great day today.